1: I am Todd the Haas-Stewart, joined by Sergeant Dan of the Air Force in here. He wanted to hear what John Barchard has to say. We had Neil Coolong, of course, his brethren from uh, SB Nation on from behind the com. Steeler's notorious for not making a lot of moves. Uh, the Eagles, on the other hand, <laughs> at this point, have been a little busier than the Steelers, John Barchard.
0: <laughs> Just a yeah, little yeah I mean, like what well, my first thought honestly, my first thought on Tuesday when the when the Sean McCoy deal went down i said well what are we going to talk about now what's the new opening for for Todd like he's going to he can't say Sean McCoy is the best you know running back ever cuz now he's in buffalo where rex ryan you know apparently is going to uh well destroy his career but hey he's getting paid for 16 million dollars this year is, is is all good by him so see it's yeah, he's been, uh, it-
1: he still may be the best player that ever laced him up if I pick him on my fantasy team because my fantasy team has no no no, no loyalty, none whatsoever.
0: None. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. I mean, people are – it's been a tough week for, uh, you know, if you didn't like Chip Kelly's move to the GM spot, this is probably a good week to, you know, be cranky about it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things of – you get rid of Deshaun Jackson uh, last year – and then you know the Sean McCoy trade was kind of a, it was a really weird post because like uh, there were so many rumors tied to oh well McCoy's definitely in a you know in on a Tampa Bay deal because they're going to move up and go get Mariota with Tennessee they can package it that way and then you started listening to other guys around the league and it's just like yeah he didn't he actually didn't have that much value so the the good thing about this is Kiko Alonso who they got back you know is out all of uh, last year uh, with an ACL tear, and it's a second one, except it's on a different knee. But, I mean, that kid came in, and again, it's an Oregon guy, so, you know, you can get the duck bias in there too, but uh, he was really a spectacular player uh, uh, two years ago. So um, I think if, you know, with him and Michael Kendricks being there and that's such a void to fill if he stays healthy, obviously there's still no word on D'Amico Ryan's, yet in his situation. So, um, you know, if you put those two guys on the field, I mean, Kendricks is such a great pass-rushing linebacker that you can have him in different blitz packages, and Kiko can do that too, but he's really, really, really good in coverage. So um, if this ends up being what I think it's going to be, and he stays healthy for an entire year, that might be a pretty lopsided trade here in the next two years.
1: Yeah, I my first thought on that was, okay, they're getting a guy, you know, from Buffalo, with a big upside, a huge upside. But and I know they didn't the uh, Buffalo Bills don't have a whole lot of draft picks compared to some other things because they used the one to get to move up to get Watkins. But I would think they would add a little more to that to make it a little more palatable to Philadelphia. That that was that's what yeah, surprised I mean, me is the fact what they got back, but what they didn't get for him as well.
0: Sure. I mean, I think that's a lot of people's reaction. It was actually kind of my own. I was like, "Really?" That just can't. I was like, "That seems that seems kind of low. Maybe there's like a low, low condition pick, like a seventh rounder, along with that, or something like that." But you know, I I think it's it's a it, it, uh, it's a gamble, I guess. I mean, it's just there's so much you you couldn't pay that amount of money to to a running back. Now the other thing, obviously, that happens is they bring in you know an even older Frank Gore and they pay him about you know, two million dollars a year for the next three years. Which is kind of a head scratcher, and I, I I really don't like that move initially. Although I understand it because it's look if he's here for a stopgap for one or two years, um, and you want to trade him in and out with Polk and Sproles and everybody else, and they want you know that more downhill straight ahead uh, kind of kind of running, then that's fine. It's just it's it, again not very palatable when you're in free agency and you're looking to go here. And the big you know the big prize is Byron Maxwell. And we've been talking about that, I, you know since december of mm-hmm. you know uh you know of all the corners, so I think that deal again it's a little bit of overpayment, yeah, he's probably not one of the best corners in the league, but you know you get to look at his tape again and if you go off his of stats and there was even one game where you know look at pro football focus and they're like, oh, his worst game was at Denver, but even then you know it's still good he's he's done really well against Des bryant um at least one out of the two times that he faced him so I, I think that's a positive. Obviously, it's it's better than having no quarterbacks, which <laughs> some would argue they didn't have that well, last year. Well, yeah, the Spartans, there was that, but... yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that's a big win. And then yesterday, it just seemed like all this momentum kept going. And Devin McCourty, I mean, that whole thing was trudging, trudging, trudging right along. and It looked like they were the front runners to land. And of course, Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick picks up the phone just at the last minute and... Yeah, uh, turns it around. We don't know if the Eagles were were definitely the the deal that he was going with, but um, you know they were the front was there, so they lose out on that. <laughs> and then, uh, a local station actually here says, you know, Mark Sanchez uh, is coming back, and we're like, okay, that's I guess that's not unexpected. Then no. so you check mm-hmm. his deal out, and you're like, whoa, that's that's actually pretty expensive for for a backup quarterback there. So. Then everybody kind of goes through the rumor. and was like, well, "What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean?" And I was like, "Ah, but it doesn't matter as long as Jeremy Macklin comes back. That's okay." And there was a lot of this was such a weird uh, back and forth. Jeremy Macklin changed agents in the off season, um, you know, and people thought that was going to be a problem. Adam Kaplan was one of those voices that did that. Uh, everything that I heard and a couple of guys that the BGN guys had heard was they were it was going to be a done deal on Tuesday. And what ended up screwing it up was. They traded LaShawn McCoy, and then there's the extra cap room, and the agent did the 11th hour. Well, now you have the cap room, so we want more money. <laughs> so it was just like, well, uh, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with without thinking about that. So that came out, and I know Jeff McLean from the Philadelphia Inquirer said something about that too. So um, you know that turned into a, a big derailment, and they just couldn't meet and match. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody's uncomfortable with. And Jeremy Malkin leaving the Kansas City, going to meet up with Coach Reed and all that stuff for $11 million a year. We don't know the, the rest of the terms of the deal. But, um, you know, I, I think at that point, at $11 million, Jeremy Malkin's been a great, great wide receiver for, the you know, the entire time he's been here. Um, not a stand-up guy. He did all the things right. He never fought um, with a holdout. So I know a lot of uh, Philadelphia fans were upset, but you really can't be. Just It's his last big contract. I'm proud of him, and I hope he has a good rest of the career, but it definitely is a head-scratcher because now you start looking at the offensive lineup, and it's it's got some holes in it, so it's got a lot of people worried.
1: Well, one of the big holes is at quarterback, or at least a big question mark right now, because Nick Foles, that name has bit resurfaced again in the past 24 hours in the trade rumor mill. Uh, still looking at the St. Louis Rams as suitors for Nick Foles?
0: I mean, that that, that came out today. Uh, Benjamin Albright you know, had said that He's been saying that since January, and I remember the last time I had talked to you that you know I was hundred percent sure that they were definitely calling people to to see if it was even possible and all, now we've gone a step further and all all pretty much of February, uh, you know Kelly and everybody else was was calling Tampa Bay and was calling Tennessee and um, trying to set up something that would go and and, I, and now it's gone to the point of like you've heard so many different scenarios. Of how they can get up there and how they can do all that other stuff, um, but it's it, it, what I do want to tell everybody is it, the thirst is definitely real, and I've been told multiple times Chip is not leaving the draft without them, So uh, you know, as much as um, it might not be the greatest idea, and I think that's the next kind of shoot and drop is like okay, if they're going to do this thing, how much is it going to cost? Um, and there's you know everybody has their from outrageous totals to you know, three picks and three players and to all this other stuff, but um uh, no matter what kind of happens here, you can have all the picks and players you want in the world, but if you don't have a quarterback, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. People always kinda of stretch and go to well uh, look what look what the Redskins did to uh you know, with Saint Louis and that and that whole trade. And you know, I mean Saint Louis has got some good players but they you know, they're still stuck with Sam Bradford and they don't mm-hmm. have a quarterback. So it really doesn't really doesn't matter. You can't advance forward. So uh, again, I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, I I think that's uh, that's almost uh, as close to a home run as possible. And if it if it wasn't for the fact that they they've known each other for such a long time, and that he did play at a high level uh, in college in the system that's very familiar to Chip Kelly. I you know, if it was you know Jameis Winston, then no, there's a lot of red flags there. There's it's just like yeah, there's there's not necessary so um a uh, buckling bud yes, <laughs> for he, sure. it's, it's going to be an ex, a, a extremely crazy uh, draft period i know we're all going crazy already Even free agency hasn't even really started yet so and it's going be pretty interesting the next couple of weeks
1: and the one thing let's go on the assumption here that the inevitable or at least the, the likely or the the pie in the sky wish happens is that marcus mariota does become a philadelphia eagle uh he's going to be comfortable immediately in that offense that's gonna ease the pain of some of those growing pains he's gonna be going through as well. The question is, will that ease any of the pain of the Philadelphia faithful?
0: Uh, you know, initially I don't I don't think so. Uh, um, but uh, for a lot of the, uh, it's like a fifty fifty almost. I think you know, it's just uh, a lot of people want to build up the defense, and I think that's what they're trying to do in free agency. I mean, I was just kind of you know, we we all had that moment where like, wow, if you get McCourty and if you get Maxwell and you kind of have that secondary and maybe get, you know, uh, a decent uh, mid-level cornerback on the other side, That's pretty formidable. And then you look at the front seven. What they've done there is like, wow, that's that's a pretty good defense. So if I mean, uh, even at worst, if if he were to bottom out, uh, and I think he would just be Foles or Sanchez, who could has the ability to run a four-five. So like that's not that's not a bad um, uh, thing. And I, I just I don't see how he could really fail because just because of uh, who he is and how smart he is and uh, just overall like football smart he is so um i i, I think that's uh it's going to take a small step back for a moment like i don't expect him to come in and, and start right away um as, as much as like even if Chip kelly were to you know sell the farm i think that's right sanchez is, is resigned in there i think he's there too you know, guide them through the first four, five, six games, whatever it's going to take here to go and maybe, maybe win seven, eight, nine, ten games, somewhere around there, and maybe miss the playoffs. But from there, just kind of pivot and move forward because, you know, depending on how much they have uh, left over and what they can do in free agency, I, I just think the sky's the limit. If you can put uh, that in there, it fills more holes. A quarterback fills more holes than anything else you could put on there. So um, I think eventually people would get excited.
1: Well I'll tell you what, uh Sergeant Dan from the Air Force is here and you put a big smile on his face when you said, even if it costs him, you know, a trip to the playoffs next year
0: and he's he started
1: to beam there for a second, you know?
0: Dan, uh, it it's been a while, my friend. I know it's uh I i can't really rag on anything uh, that the Cowboys are doing other than like, you know, they they the DeMarco Murray looks like he's gonna be gone. That's Brian's tag, so that's that's pretty same same there. I was gonna say that's um, nothing new know. there. Yeah, so it's it's uh I don't know everybody else has been kind of quiet around the NFC East is uh, it, I, I don't know what this is, what's what's going to shape up. What, we don't even know what kind of football team is going to be on the field here for the Eagles. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know I, you know the, again I'll say it again the Cowboys their continuity and trying to keep that all together. I, I I think it's just Ron Rivera from from last year. They were able to do something well one with two guys on contract to you know contract years they. Ran Demarco Murray into the ground, and you know, let's see if it works the second time. Maybe it does. I don't know, but it's uh, I I like uh, I like the direction and the. Oh, you know what? I meant I meant to make fun of because the Cole Beasley signing—that's ridiculous. the, The fact. The fact that he got that much money is, is is atrocious, and it's just it just makes me smile every time the you know the executive of the year uh, Jerry Jones does, and just reminds me how how dumb he can be at some point.
1: I was just waiting for you to get to that. I really was.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I completely forgot. I was like, oh yeah, Cole Beasley. That's terrible. That's right. Yeah, that's, there we go.
1: You can always count on the Cowboys for at least one of those, can't you?
0: Exactly.
1: All right, John Barchard, we appreciate it, bud. We'll be in touch, of course, as uh, the news dictates, and as we get closer and closer to the draft, we'll see how this whole thing shakes out with the Philadelphia Eagles. John Barchard from Bleeding Green Nation, is always, a pleasure, bud. We'll talk soon.
0: All right, Todd, Dan, thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, Dan, John Barchard joining us, of course, on the SECV Hotline on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader.